Welcome to The Dad Presents. Make sure you're following the show wherever you're listening. And wherever you are out in the world, spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Guys, we got some amazing news to announce to you today. As you can see on the screen, just a couple days ago, the AP tweeted out that there is a record amount of diversity in the Federal Reserve today amongst the chair people. So wonderful. So the people who are screwing you over, stealing from you, and transferring your net worth to the country's elitist top 0.01%, well, they're not just white men anymore. Yay! You're being robbed by women and black men and gays. Isn't that wonderful? So, I mean, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice that the biggest criminals in the country are a very diverse group. Wonderful news. But before we get out over our skis with with this joyous, harmonious, unifying diversity party, let's take a closer look, okay? We should note that the Federal Reserve is lacking a little bit of diversity because there's not a single chairman at the Fed that's a midget. Not one. Not one midget. Not one midget on the Federal Reserve. Outrageous. And, you know, in this day and age of of wonderful diversity, wonderful diversity, diversity being the most important thing in our lives, did you know that there is not any midgets in the NBA? Zero NBA midgets. Where's the diversity in the NBA? Also, you know, I looked at the rosters. I did a lot of research this weekend in preparation for the show. I didn't see a single amputee. Not one amputee in the NBA. You know what else? No Cambodians on any NBA rosters. And what about pygmies? No pygmies. I scoured the rosters. None. Where is the pygmy representation in the NBA? And not only that, and this may be the most frustrating thing about the lack of diversity in the NBA, I looked through all those NBA roster bios that you can find on ESPN.com. And guess what? There is not one player in the entirety of the NBA who says their favorite singer is Lizzo. That's outrageous. Where's the diversity? Everybody likes Kanye and and Jay-Z. What about Lizzo? She's awesome. She's diverse. And she is beautifully fat. Beautifully fat. Perfectly beautifully fat. The lack of diversity in the NBA, it needs to change. We need to hold these people accountable, hold their feet to the fire, and boycott the NBA until there is at least one midget amputee Lizzo fan on an NBA roster. We need to do it for diversity. (laughs) Also, guys, look, you know, after the last show with Dr. Peter McCullough, great man, great man, great cardiologist, the most published cardiologist. In the world, Facebook banned us for, for posting him, whatever, but at least half a dozen jerk-offs who listened to this show or saw the clips that he posted on Twitter or whatever, the, those clips he's posted already have like 100,000 views. That's amazing. Thank you, Dr. McCullough, for, for first of all, being gracious enough to be on the show, second of all, for posting the clips and getting us some publicity. Anyway, jerk-offs out there sent me messages about the Gateway to Freedom Conference stating that these physicians like Dr. McCullough are nothing but a bunch of self-aggrandizing grifters. That's what they say. Okay. Well, first of all, if you say the word grifter, 
you're a brainless zombie who just repeats things you hear on CNN because most likely you don't know what a grifter is. I bet you can't define the word just like people on the left who use the word fascist. Just stop saying those words. You don't know what they mean. You don't know what they mean because I know I know you don't know what they mean because I talk to you guys all the time and you throw these words out. And then when you ask the follow up question, uh, what's a fascist? You got nothing. You say Trump. <laughs> like that's the definition. Anyway, second of all, allow me to repeat what I said on the show earlier in the week. Dr. Molly James self-financed that conference. That's not a grifter. She paid for the conference out of her own pocket. She took her money, which she works very hard for. She's been doing 12-hour days since COVID started. She took that money and paid for a conference to get the word out to you guys. And most likely, she did it at a loss. She didn't make money because conferences are expensive. She takes no credit for doing that. And she tells nobody about it publicly. I follow her on social media. She hasn't, she hasn't gone out and bragged, hey, I, I spent my money to inform you guys. No. Why did she do it? She did it because she cares about you. She did it because she cares about you and she wants you to get truthful information that can save your life. That's selfless. That is not a grifter. What selfless thing has Dr. Fauci ever done? Accept millions of dollars from pharmaceutical companies? Is that selfless? And talk about self aggrandizing Dr. Truthiness. He gets a raging boner every time he sees a camera. In fact, I heard he got rid of ring security. You know, the ring security you guys all use at your house. He got rid of his ring security because every time he would come home, he'd see that camera and he'd sport wood and then be, he'd be walking around crooked for the next couple hours at his house. And you can't live like that. Guys, look, you can attempt to discredit these positions with facts and data. Okay. Attempt to discredit these physicians. Attempt to discredit them with facts and data. You lose because the facts and data support these doctors, but stop repeating talking points from CNN. California has announced legislature that's going to attempt to take doctors' licenses away who don't bow down to the Fauci Yauchi. As you all know, Dr. McCullough is the most published cardiologist in the world. I've just told you that. He's published more papers about the heart than any doctor in the entire world. He has said on the podcast that Fauci's juice is giving kids myocarditis myocarditis is heart inflammation. He's a heart expert. Well, according to California, he should lose his license to practice. And according to Facebook, you shouldn't hear that information because when I posted the interview, they took it down and slapped me with yet another ban. They just, they get so hard for banning the dad presents. They love it. Now, what conclusion can I make about Facebook in California banning Dr. McCullough. I don't know what their motivations are, but if Facebook in California don't want you getting the information about the Fauci juice and myocarditis, all I can conclude is they want your kids to get myocarditis. I don't know what other logical conclusion you can reach. Anyway, today, guys, we are talking to the founder of the Freedom Flyers. That's Josh Yoder. He and they are fighting for medical freedom in aviation and other public transportation. They are taking great personal risks to take this fight for you. Interesting, 
interestingly, tough word, interestingly, interesting. it's five syllables. I try to stay with words that are three syllables or less. Anyway, interestingly enough, after flying back from the Gateway to Freedom Conference and speaking with Josh, I got held up with Delta. I got held up with Delta. The flight was delayed and they paid me $1,000 to take a later flight. Why were they willing to pay me $1,000 to take a later flight? Well, because they have too many people wanting to fly and not enough flights because they don't have enough freaking pilots because they won't let pilots fly unless they're vaccinated. They've created a complete logjam in aviation. Prices for tickets have skyrocketed as a result. You go to the airport, chances are you're going to get delayed or canceled. It's chaos. They did it to you. All right, man, let's get into it. But first, a word from our sponsors. ExpressVPN.com slash the dad. Look, guys, the FBI and NSA, they're tracking you, man. If you're a parent and you use the word liberty or patriot in your bio on Twitter or whatever, or you talk about it on Facebook, guess what? They're spending money to track your web activity. Last year alone, 4 million Americans were tracked. That data recently came out. 4 million Americans were spied on by the FBI, and they're not going after the lefties. So protect yourself and protect your family with a VPN blocker from expressvpn.com slash the dad. There's just no reason to not do this at this point. You get three free months. If you don't like it by the fourth month, you cancel. Cancel by month four. You never pay for it. So try it out. ExpressVPN.com slash the dad. Protect yourself. Protect your privacy. Protect your family. Our second sponsor is ZStackLife.com slash the dad. Guys, COVID's still here. Still here. People aren't dying from it, but you don't want to get it. I had it. It's no fun. Flu season's coming back around. Get your body right and ready and healthy. Exercise eat right, and get all the vitamins you need for a strong immune system in one dose from Z-Stack Life, which was created by the great Dr. Zelenko, who was one of the first brave doctors to stand up and fight against the COVID regime. Go to zstacklife.com slash dad, get 15% off, get your body right. Let's get back into the show. All right, let's go, guys. We're coming to you again from the Gateway for Freedom. Here in St. Louis, and we are with Josh Yoder today. Josh is a veteran. He's a commercial pilot, and he's the president of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. I had the I had the uh, honor of just introducing him earlier today, where he spoke at this conference. And uh, thanks for joining me here today, Josh. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, we talk on this show uh, quite a bit about how these mandates have affected the education system um, and how they've affected healthcare. We don't, I've not talked to any pilots. I, I, we've not gotten into this, so this is new for me. Tell us how these mandates have affected your industry. Well, we'll start back when the mandates um, actually came out. Uh, the first thing that we saw happening was obviously a lot of stress among, among the crew that didn't want to get vaccinated. And we saw quite a, quite a rash of suicides um, across uh, many of the airlines. That was obviously one of the People byproducts. People committing suicide because they didn't want the vaccines? Yeah, well, wow. because their, their job was being threatened, you oh, know, and okay. they, they knew they were going to be on the street or felt they were going to be on the street. And that was very unfortunate. So it was it was a combination of dealing with the mental health calls, which obviously I'm not a mental health professional. And you know, the people that, that you know were working with me, uh, co-founders of U.S. Freedom Flyers, 
Uh, but we did find resources for these people and, and, and got people help. And, and our goal was to give them hope and to push back and to, and to fight these mandates, which we did. Our, our group grew very quickly from its inception uh, because we were up against, you know, uh, taking the jab or losing our jobs. We didn't want to do yeah. it. We were committed not to doing it, you know. Right. And um, it was that resolve. It was all those those thousands, tens of thousands of employees who stood up against the airlines. They got our initial cutoff date of November 24th, pushed back to January 4th. Because those airline CEOs realized they weren't going to have airlines if they lost, you know, 20, 25 percent of their workforce uh, to mandates. And so they, they ran off to D.C. to the Biden administration. They got that mandate moved back to January 4th, which gave us more time to organize. We'd actually filed a federal lawsuit um, challenging the federal contractor clause of the vaccine mandate, which is what the airlines were hiding behind, because many of them are federal contractors, maybe mm-hmm. about 3 percent of their business, right, flying from the military, et cetera. So. Long story short, we, we challenged that um, on November 22nd. We continued to organize it January 4th, and they came up against the same problem. We can't lose 20% of our workforce, yeah. even 10 or 15. They, they, they can't afford it because they, they run such uh, tight margins on, on their schedules. So we were ultimately successful at most airlines, the over 25 represent, in getting them to accept religious and medical exemptions, which was a huge win. Right. I mean, you shouldn't have yeah. to have an exemption. You should be able to just say no. We should just say this. This is my body. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's but awesome. It, you guys it, got that. Yeah, absolutely. And it saved tens of thousands of jobs across the industry. So now we've kind of transitioned into a new phase, which is accountability. You know, the harm has been done. The large majority of airline pilots, flight attendants and other and other um, employees that got vaccinated did so against their will. Sure. And now we're seeing the adverse reactions coming out, which I spoke to today. You know, many stories of, of pilots. I mean, I, I know of, of uh, quite a number of deaths. Um, one one in particular that that made it out in the media that was Captain Will Wolf. He got his first um, he got his J and J shot, and about seventeen later, or seventeen days later, he was dead. Wow. And his wife Claudia um, has been very outspoken. She's actually um, she's actually an immigrant from Romania, and and speaking to her early on in, in this process, even before Will's passing, you know, she always brought up the um, the idea that that this is communism. She said, "I've seen this before." And that's that's where I stand as well. You know, as someone who studies yeah. history and spent a lot of time overseas, this is communism. This is what they're doing. They're pushing this on us. And yeah, I'm not I'm not a history expert. I had a guest on last week who was a communist defector, and she's been speaking out in school board meetings because she came here to escape that stuff. And she's like, "You guys are doing the same things that I just escaped." So I think you're you're onto something when you say this is communism. Um, so it was. An airline, like, like if they're doing this to protect the people, right? If you're truly protecting the people, that's why you want to mandate this to, of all the airline workers. If you're going to lose 20% of your pilots, that's not making people safe. Like you're going to have pilots who are out there flying who are exhausted and you're going to have, what about air traffic controls? Is, is it mandated for them too? Yes, it is. And that's, that's currently what you're seeing. Look at look at air travel at the moment. You, know, you see all these uh, cancellations and reroutes and things that are going on. Yeah. And that's that's directly tied to a staffing shortage. Now, the staffing shortage, I'm not going to blame it entirely on vaccine injuries. There's a couple of things that go into this. We were already predicted to have a pilot shortage from 2020 to 2030, a 10-year period. And this has to do with the mandatory retirement age of the airlines, which is 65. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, you know, 30 years ago, they hired you know, over a 10-year period, hired a bunch of people, about 50% of the major airline industry who were who are around the same age. And so they're coming to retirement over this 10-year period. And it takes many years to create a major airline pilot. It's not something that you just decide one day you're going to do it. And then right. you know, two years later, you're, you're in the seat. So 
what you're seeing here is that we knew we were going to have a shortage anyway. Um, during 2020, when they were just hemorrhaging money, all these airplanes were parked. And you have thousands of them across the country, and they weren't generating revenue. Those airplanes still cost the company money, and so did the employees who, who weren't flying them. So they offered these early retirement programs. They lost, you know, it depends on the airline, but let's let's call it average 10% across the top. And then they did calculations. Oh, so, they, so they were basically buying people off to save some money? Yeah, that's correct. That, that obviously would cut the number the of payroll available even more. They were looking at 2020, 2021, not in the long-term sure. effects this was going to have. And they also made miscalculations on how quickly and how strong travel was going to come back. Um, so what they did is that they had looked at their training pipeline, how many people can be trained in a given year. Right. But the travel came back faster than they anticipated. And and, you know, they, you can't it, it's really difficult to expand your training footprint when it's already full. I mean, it, it's it's a major event to do that. What they failed to calculate was the number of vaccine injuries that were going to come out of this. And so to give you an example, at American Airlines in 2022, our union just put out an email like a few weeks ago. that in 2022, our long term disability claims their their long term disability claims um, increased by over 300 percent in 2022. Wow. Wow. So you have to ask yourself what's going on here. So yeah. with that with that type of an increase in your long-term disability, these are people that, that can't pass flight medical. So now they're out, you know, now they're not flying. So these were people who were previously healthy, correct, got mandated to take the vaccine, didn't want the vaccine, took the vaccine, and now they have life debilitating illnesses. Correct. And, and I can't say that all of those 300% are from the vaccine, but you don't just see a 300% increase and that's the only changing factor. That's right? correct. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Nothing else changed. I'll say so it. it's what else? reasonable. It's reasonable to say that it's vaccine related. And just from what I know from the people who reach out, out to me, I, I know that I know what those numbers look like, and it's in the hundreds. And and there are many pilots out here flying right now with vaccine injuries who are afraid to come forward because they know that if they they do come forward with let's say myocarditis, chest pain, neurological conditions, it's it's potentially career ending. Mm-hmm. And, and this is this is incredibly dangerous because they, they they're afraid to seek help because they know what the outcome could potentially be. And yet they continue to fly because, you know, they, they were coerced into this position. So everyone here is in a very difficult position. The FAA, because they allowed it, they should have never allowed the vaccine to be given without long term safety data. Uh, the airlines, because they mandated it, the unions, because they didn't stand up for companies, they did nothing about it. And then also the pilot who, who took this injection and is now suffering the consequences. So I believe yeah. that we need a, a period of amnesty for the pilots to come forward. There should be no amnesty for the companies, the unions, or the FAA. They need to be held accountable for this. We but, need but accountability. We need accountability all over this country again. with what has happened in every industry. Um, and it's, it's awful what they did to pilots. It's awful the things they're feeling. But a lot of people, you know, people... People are selfish. They mostly care about themselves. So this affects the regular person. It doesn't just affect pilots. Like you fly now. I've flown about six times since the, since they kick things back off. Paying double and triple. That's because of a lack of pilots, a lack of flights. Half the time I fly, it gets it gets delayed or canceled. It affects regular people. So even if you don't care about pilots, you should you should care about this and get involved. This is affecting. Yeah, passengers need to get involved because this is affecting you. It's affecting what you pay. It's affecting the reliability of air travel, and more importantly, it's affecting your safety. And, yeah. you know, no one wants to have that conversation. The FAA certainly doesn't want to have that conversation because they're responsible for these mandates happening in the first place. You say, the, you, you say the, the FAA is responsible. So bring clarity on this. So the, the FAA is handing down these mandates to the airlines and the airlines are required to follow them or is it up to the airline? It's, it's up to the airline. So the FAA allowed these experimental shots to be given to pilots. They approved it, okay. which means that the, that the airlines could then mandate it in order to remain compliant. So if it's the airlines, what motivation, if clearly if they, if the airline mandate says they lose a lot of um, pilots, which is not good for them, 
What's their motivation for doing it? Why would they do it? If they don't comply with the federal government rules, they lose their federal contracts, which is, you know, on a on a given on a given number, probably around three percent of their revenue. Okay. But more importantly, look at how look at how poorly airlines have been managed in the past and how many times the federal government has bailed them out. So what you're looking at here mm-hmm. is an agenda. And they know that if they don't go along with the government agenda, that is going to have a negative effect on them the next time they they mismanage their airline, which is about every 10 years. Yes. They go into bankruptcy and then they don't get the federal the federal bailout money. Which means then that the management teams will stay on to bring the airline out of bankruptcy, don't get their bonuses. So you can see, like, ultimately, what you're doing here is following the money. Uh-huh. Um, I know for a fact in the case of several airlines, the CEOs did not want a mandate, and they even said so vocally, but they caved, right? Everyone's caving to the federal government. That's why it's up to us as citizens, like uh, Americans, we need to stand together. You know, we have to realize that we are the government. We can't allow the government to push us around. Like, there, there's been this, this huge inversion of how this country works. And we're taking this top-down power, which is something that it's happening because we're allowing it to happen. And conferences like this are people like us coming together saying we're no longer we're no longer going to comply or allow the federal government to push us around because we actually have the power when we stand together. Yeah. And that's that's my message. And I, you know, the message of many of these other speakers. You yeah. see the you see the military whistleblowers that are coming out, they're saying, look, I don't agree with this, and I'm not going to go along with it because it's wrong. I heard a statistic a couple of times this weekend, something like uh, it takes 3.8% of population to start a revolution. That's not much. That's not that's not a, that's not many people that you need to get on board to to win this. And one thing one thing I'll say is um, I think Republicans are starting to get that they have not gotten historically is that big government and big business, they always end up colluding together because they you know, the government scratches their backs with bailouts. And now these these companies are indebted to government and they they get you know, they they pay to help them get reelected. And you're scratching each other's back and the regular guy's getting screwed. I don't think Republicans have, the Republican voters have understood that. And I think they're starting to get it. Interestingly, Democrats, Democratic voters historically seem to have gotten that. But now they're, they're just forgetting it because they're all like, they're on board with these pharmaceutical companies. It's like they've been completely brainwashed by the media. That's correct. I mean, you know, that both parties are highly corrupt. You know, there's, there's, you know, I could probably count on one hand the, the number of actually, like, actually good ethical uh, politicians that we have in DC yeah. right now. They, they've all sold their souls out. Probably three people. fingers. You probably, probably three fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, we're in dire straits, and that's why we as we as Americans have to take our country back. I mean, this is fundamental. And like you said about the three point eight percent, you know, when you go back and you and you study history, it was like three percent of the population that really participated in, in the Revolutionary War. You know, eighteen twelve, the same civil war. Yeah, look at look at this. Like, look at the the small number of people that made such a large difference. And that's exactly what you're seeing at these conferences. You're seeing you're seeing the vocal minority coming out, and that's why we had success in the year ones as well. You know, um, in getting those religious and medical exemptions, it was that small vocal minority in a, in a that were in a position um, to to effectively um, cause a lot of chaos. You know, if they if they stood up for their freedoms and their rights. And, and I wish more people had stood up, but I know that when they try this again, like don't think that COVID was was the last time they're going to try this. They're already rolling into this fall. You know, they're, you know, they're talking about climate change. They're talking about yes. monkeypox. Like we're 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 just gearing up change around the next to, one. They're going to start stealing freedoms because right. to save the environment. Yeah, and you're already seeing it. Yeah, do, do not let anyone take your freedoms. You have to stand up for your freedoms regardless of the cost. And when we stand together, we have a tremendous amount of power. And that's that's you know. A, you just look at U.S. Freedom Flyers. Look at what we accomplished. That's what it was. That was not accomplished uh, through litigation. Actually, that was accomplished through non-compliance, which is yes. far more powerful than litigation. It's it's when you stand up for the truth and you stand together. 
you're a powerful force to be reckoned with. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. People have to have some intestinal fortitude and, and principles. People have principles. They have to be willing to stand up for those principles. I think most people are scared um, because they see what happens to people who speak out. It is scary. Like this, this uh, podcast, you know, we've been canceled on, on platform after platform for interviewing people like you who are out there spreading a message that needs to be spread. It's like our, our overlords don't want this message to be spread. Uh, people see that there are consequences for speaking out and they're still comfortable in their lives. And as long as people are comfortable, you're not going to take risks, right? right? But at some point we're getting to a tipping point where you're not going to be comfortable anymore. And it's better to stand up now and, and join the fight with organizations like yours. Um, do it now rather than when it's too late and your freedoms are already gone because we are going in that direction. Right. Regardless of whether you stand up and speak out or you do nothing, at some point you're, you're going to be uncomfortable and you're going to be a lot more uncomfortable when you don't stand up for your freedoms and you realize that you're living in a communist state and they take everything from you. Like Klaus Schwab says, like you'll own nothing and be happy. That's that's where this is going. And so we need people to stand up right now. That's the encouragement that I would like to leave with with folks is, is you can make a fundamental difference. And when you stand up and do the right thing, you never know who you're going to influence around you. You know, you may not realize the impact that you have, but when you just take a stand, even in small things in life, you're going to have a positive impact on the people around you. Yep. And that's that's how we start to that's how we start to change the narrative, because our overlords understand just how flimsy their system really is. And they know that when we stand up against it and we start uncovering all of the um, all, all of the, the toxic and illegal things they've been doing to us, uh, the, the system is going to come crashing down. And that's what yep. I'm committed and you're committed and everybody else here we're committed to exposing and, and taking down this system and, yeah. and that's why the push back. the emperor has no clothes right? right we we actually have the power if we have the power of non-compliance it doesn't take it doesn't take the whole population to get on board with that with you know three percent like we said we have the power and unity and non-compliance and parents you know it's mostly parents who watch this show don't you want to be like your kid's hero you know what i mean like don't you want your kid 20 years from now your kid's going to be looking back on what happened now, right. and they're either going to see that while well, we slid into a communist, dystopian, authoritarian hellhole, and my parents' generation is the reason, or my parents fought bravely for what they believed in, and they're my fucking hero, right? right. So that's, right. that's that's the message of parents: is stand up for what you believe in. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's so important, you know, and and it's not just saving your children's future, but it's also being an example for them that because this fight will continue for a very long time. And it's making sure that these principles and fundamentals are instilled in your kids so that they can continue to carry the baton when you're too old to do so. You know, I mean, I, I look at my parents, you know, they, they stood up to things and, and that was part of the inspiration for like why I'm doing it, you know, and you know, being in the military, seeing my friends doing it, yeah. you know, there, there, there's so much power. Uh, we have so much influence, you know, when you do the right thing, regardless, you, you don't have to be on podcasts, on TV, you don't have to speak at conferences. No, you just, it's what your neighbors see in society. Yeah. Talk, change, change one opinion a day, you know, have one conversation a day and inspire somebody else to do it. For sure. For sure. But you got to do it in a way that's not, we've gotten very um, aggressive with one another right. and finger pointing and anger. Like you have to, you have to, you have to talk to people, meet them where they're at, you know, like relate to them with where they're at without coming across preachy and, and condescending and mean. Um, let me ask you, you, you brought up climate change and I, I agree with you. I think that is the next battle to be fought because they're going to come after freedoms for climate change. Do you expect that's going to affect your industry? Are they going to start shutting down commercial flights because of burning jet fuel and global warming and all that? Yeah, I've, I've already been warned by some high level people 
within the government. I've received multiple calls just over the past uh, over the past three weeks now. Really said, make sure the organization is prepared for this fall. I, I can't tell you exactly what's coming because I don't know. What I do know is they are trying to lock us down, shut down air travel. I mean, lockdowns have always been the have always kind of been the goal here. Yeah. And then you look at what's coming out of Sweden, where they said they're going to have no commercial airports by 2050, and they're looking to reduce they're looking to reduce air travel because they don't want the yeah. the useless eaters like us, as they as they speak about us, uh, to to have freedom to travel, and they're they're going to use the climate change hoax uh, to. To, to for this end goal and yet the elites will be flying around the world in their private of jets I, I promise you of course and so you rewind you you have people on the inside who are giving you information and they're saying this is coming in the fall they're going to shut down flights they have told me this is the next threat and make sure you're prepared for it i, I can't tell you for sure that that's going to happen but i've been warned that, that that those discussions are being had at the highest levels of government so creepy and every time i hear stuff like that like i, I just think of who i was three years ago before all this mm-hmm. and who I am now. Whereas if you would have told me something like that three years ago, I, that would have been the interview because this guy's a kook. Now I hear stuff like that. I'm like, makes sense. That makes sense with everything else they've done. My only question I keep going back to is what are these people's motivation? I, I don't understand. Is it, is it a power thirst? Do they somehow think they are doing good for the world? Um, are they Freaking Satan worshippers? I don't know. They're sociopaths. They're sociopaths. And when you, when you look at, like, let's just use their own words. Let's look, at, let's look it up. Bill Gates and his father, right? So Bill Gates' his father was a eugenist. Bill Gates is a eugenist. He's been very vocal about it. He talks about how the world needs to be depopulated by billions of people. He was on the front page of the newspaper saying this, yes. right? And he also said the most effective way to do this is through a mandatory vaccination program. Yep. And people did that like a TED talk or something. Right. Like, you know, yeah. And I've been, this is something I've been following these types of things for like over 15 years now. And, and when these people speak and they tell me something, like I listen to what they say and I, and I take them, I, I take them at face value because they're actually doing the very things that they threaten. Yeah. And Bill Gates actually even briefed the CIA in a briefing that was leaked. And, and he, he was talking oh, about man. this very thing about depopulating the world with vaccines, with vaccines. And yeah. controlling people. I mean, it, it, but if you, if you put that online as, as I have, Facebook knocks it down and calls it lacking context. Right. It's like, this is the man. <laughs> those are the words he said. Yes. There's a picture of him with the words coming out of his mouth. Lacking context. His word to the agency. He's there training. Yes. And, and it's like, listen to these people. They're, they're telling you what they're going to do next. They tell you through film, through fictional film. They tell you with their own yeah. words. They, they don't even try to hide what their agenda is and what they're trying to do. That's yet. another thing. The fictional films, like from my childhood that I enjoyed so much, now kind of scare me. Ah, all right. Hang on. We're rolling. Technical difficulty, guys. All right. So we're back. Sorry about that, guys. The lights are on a timer here. Um. Is there going to be any recourse for all this? Will there be a day of reckoning when the American people get justice? There absolutely will be. And it's going to take the American people waking up and joining fights like uh, like ours. Like you can go to usfreedomflyers.org. You can sign up for, for emails there. And we have some things coming out here soon of ways that you can actually get involved. And we're working with organizations like Prosecute Now, prosecutenow.io. Definitely go check that out. Uh, There's someone that we're partnering with. Uh, we obviously have multiple law firms that are on this. Right now, our primary focus is that we're going to have to bring accountability to, to the FAA, to the airlines, and unions, everybody who's involved in this saga. Uh, right now, the FAA needs to be the primary focus because if we can if we can force them to follow their own rules, which are already in place, which should not have allowed uh, these vaccines to ever have been allowed for pilots in the first place without proper studies, you know, we would not be in the position that we're in. I, I believe that, that that pressure came from much higher than even the Department of Transportation or the White House, most likely. 
Um, so the FAA right now is the primary focus. We've been working for the past six months with FAA whistleblowers. And we just had a, a big report, 205-page Department of Transportation um, Inspector General report that was filed about 30 days ago now. The FAA did respond or DOT responded a couple of days ago, and they essentially just, just brushed it under the rug. And these were 205 pages of damning evidence yeah. of what's happening to pilots, why it shouldn't be allowed, the medical data, everything else, and, and how the DOT and the FAA broke their own rules. And yet, so so now we're in a position where we can bring litigation against them because they just completely brushed it off as this is not an issue. We don't. They they essentially said, like, this is not an issue that we, we care to pursue. And and what that is, is, is pilots who are having vaccine injuries who are flying you around the skies with things like chest pain. And we know the stories about Captain Robert Snow, uh, who collapsed in the flight deck, you know, six minutes after touchdown in Dallas. You, know, you have Cody Flynn who passed out while he's flying his airplane after the first Pfizer shot 50 hours later. Yeah. Doesn't remember things are not normal. And then, you know, Greg Pearson, a major airline captain, who goes to atrial fibrillation with, you know, within um, hours of getting the first Pfizer shot. Those are just a few of the people. Those are names you can look up and you can hear, hear their stories. You know, done many interviews. Um, it's the tip of the iceberg of hundreds, at a minimum, yes. hundreds of others that I'm aware of, who some who have lost their flight medicals, others who are flying with the issues and afraid to come forward for the loss, for fear of the loss of their careers. Yes. You, you can say things like that happen it's coincidence and sure things like that happen but the massive scale that they have happened on since quarter two of last year and we all know it started happening quarter two of last year it's happened on an unprecedented level with you know not just pilots but athletes kids just dropping dead which i don't remember being a kid and and you know hearing about my favorite pittsburgh Steelers just dropping dead in the middle of a practice that's happening that's happening weekly now over in Europe. You're hearing it with soccer players all the time. It's wild. Um, now, you said that the FAA poo-pooed it. They may have poo-pooed it to you, but I guarantee you they're taking it serious. And one thing, one thing I've learned recently, and, and it got hammered home at this conference, is that when you fuck with the government, when you, when you push back, they're not going to take that lightly, and they're, they're going to come hard. They have ruined so many careers of wonderful doctors here, wonderful doctors who were saving thousands of lives ruined their careers because they were saving lives in a way that they didn't approve of. So number one, I, I get, I get worried being here. Like, is, is the FBI listening in? Am I going to be on a list now? I already know that I'm being you know banned from all these platforms. I worry for myself, but for you, a guy who is taking this fight to them, have they come at you in any way that, you know, is to, used any intimidation tactics? Yeah, there's been a tremendous amount of that, you know, attempts to discredit, you know, media and things like that. What was really interesting, this is back in November of 2021, the airlines and the unions were coming after me, trying to discredit me both internally and externally. And that was right at the time that the first pilot, uh, Cody Flint, came forward. He saw a media interview that I did um, actually right after he, he had just gotten out of the hospital for his, his vaccine injury. And um, he saw I believe he saw, you know, Fox News, I think he said, uh, and, and he, this was like the first time that he had heard about this issue. And he's told me many times that I wish I had known what was going on. You know, he said, I just trusted the FAA. And he, Cody Flint came out right at the time. He went public right at the time when I was about to be discredited because I was out there saying, look, I know these things are going on. I'm talking to the pilots who are being affected, you know, they're still flying with issues. And the company said, it absolutely is not happening. But this guy's a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah. Well, then Cody Flint came out. And then what we were talking about earlier about inspiring others. Greg Pearson saw him, inspired Greg Pearson, right. and then it was Bob Snow. And now there's like an now there's like an avalanche of people that are that's like coming forward. And so that that's why what we're doing is so important with the information, getting this information out to the flying public. Because if, if you know anybody, 
that's a pilot or a flight attendant, or even if you're not, if you're vaccinated, you can reach out to U.S. Freedom Flyers. Because I know that I know it's like very lonely when you have a vaccine injury and people think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And you go out and you try to seek medical help. Most doctors won't acknowledge that this is happening. I can't tell you the the hundreds of people that have been contacting U.S. Freedom Flyers looking for looking for medical help. And we provide that. And we're, we're not doctors, but we have a large network of people who are. And so we've been helping uh, many people. So if someone needs to reach out, it's info at usfreedomflyers.org. And we will get you pointed in the right direction. We'll get you help. Uh, there's so many natural protocols out there and things out there that can reverse like the spike protein damage and you know, myocarditis, et cetera. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The government will come after you. They will intimidate you. Uh, my last guest, she called it a badge of honor when people in government started calling her a racist, little Chinese lady calling her racist. She called it a badge of honor. I appreciate that there's brave people like you out there who, who, are, who are taking this on your own shoulders. Like you didn't, you didn't need to start this fight, um, but you did. And all of us one day will benefit from this when we win because leaders like you step up and get people to follow. So thank you very much for, for what you've done. Appreciate having you on the show. Tell everybody if they, if they want to like get involved or donate or whatever, where do they go? Yeah. Thank you for the support. Um, if people would like to donate to our cause to keep us in business, um, I do this with some 100% volunteer basis. Um, I haven't flown since early February. It's, it's just too busy. This is a full-time job, obviously, you know, coming spreading the work in these conferences, you know, working with the legal teams and everything else that's going on. So when you donate to us freedom flyers, your money goes, your money goes to, to actually make an impact. So you go to usfreedomflyers.org. I click on the donate link there if you can. Um, if you can set up recurring donations, that helps as well, even if it's a small amount. Uh, because if we can get, you know, a million people that are all donating a dollar, you know, a dollar a month, I mean, that 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 would be that would be incredible. Yeah. The amount of litigation that can be brought with that, the amount of attorneys that you can get to, to fight this um, is incredible, as well as help the vaccine injured. Right. So that's what the money is going to, to get to get lawyers to fight and to get doctors to help treat people. It's not just going going in people's pockets. This is it's not like when you donate to uh, the ACLU and half of it ends up in the government's pocket. This is this is going to fight the battles that need to be fought. Do you take Bitcoin? Um, we're not set up for that. Get yet, set up but, for but that. We will get set up for that. Yes. Yeah, we're actually in the process of work working on that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for coming on the show. Appreciate thank it. you. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Awesome. I see. I I just saw him poke his head out. Sounds great.